Hi everybody, I'm uh, Neil Del Strother and today I have the great pleasure of interviewing Charla Devera, who's written a book about meditation, in fact written a number of books about various things, but the book coming out now for Edison Books is Your Meditation Journey, which is over 30 exercises and visualizations to guide you on the path to inner peace and self-discovery. And now Charla is a pretty broad and long background in various complementary health uh, areas, uh, she's been a writer and lecturer and a pioneer in the use of essential oils for healing, well, for many years. She began studying and practicing meditation in 1977, and it's been part of her daily routine ever since. Previous publications include titles on aromatherapy, dreaming, and consciousness studies, in addition to meditation. She's also a trained Reiki practitioner, so many arrows in your quiver, Charla. Uh, yes, that's true. I have done training in a lot of aspects of complementary medicine, but I don't actually practice it. Uh, my feeling is I, I would prefer to give out information and let people take what they can from it and then find their own ways. Right. So is your primary way of communicating through through your books? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. I know they've sold many all over the place, and I really just be, you know before I go into any questions, just I've just been you know looking through your books today and yesterday through the meditation journey book. Yeah, I really like the way it's set out, and it's very simple and straightforward and easy to use. So I'll get that in right at the front to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very good. So I was wondering what prior to even taking up meditation, I was wondering what your background was and what brought you to that. Well, I started my business career in IT, and I worked for IBM for 20 years. Um, towards the end of that 20 years, I became very interested in complementary medicine. A lot of uh, information was coming out at the time, and it intrigued me. I started with meditation. I, I found a, an interesting group to join, and that's where I met Fran, who was a very, very close friend for many, many years prior to her death several years ago. And that led me to, I ended up taking a course in healer's training, which encompassed all kinds of things. It was a two-year training course, and it included meditation and Reiki and massage and uh, herbal remedies, the whole gamut of things, because I was just interested in learning about everything. Right. And was there, was there a sort of something that actually kick-started you into that? Or was, were you stressed with the IBM job, or was it something along those lines, or just simply it was in your being? Oh, no, I wasn't stressed at all. Uh, it was just, it, it intrigued me. I was fascinated by a lot of things that I was reading, and I just wanted to, to learn more. And so I felt that the best way of doing it was to, to take a course. I found an interesting um, two-years training program and got involved in that. So although I have uh, experience in a lot of the applications, I don't actually, I'm not a practitioner as such. Right, okay. And what, so you, you have been meditating now for a long time, so you, you're obviously fully enlightened. <laughs> oh, what, <don't> worry, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I wonder, what was your own personal journey with that meditation? Did you find you were immediately completely zen with it or whatever you, word you want to say or did, did, was it a struggle to begin with oh no uh, definitely not immediately <laughs> zen um it, it was interesting it took a while to be able to get to the point where i could actually turn things off enough to to get into what would be a um a decent uh, meditation as such it's not something that came easy but 
I did find, and what I did, well, two things that I liked about it. First of all, uh, after even a short time of trying to meditate, if not getting there completely, right. uh, I felt so much calmer and relaxed, and that that was important. But also, I very much enjoyed the, at the time, I was in a group, Fran being the leader of the, the group, right. and I enjoyed the interaction and hearing other people's meditations and just learning from that. And of course, as that went on, I was part of that probably for oh, a good two years, two, three years. Uh, it certainly got deeper. But then, in the end, I found that I really preferred to meditate on my own. Right. So I used to do that, still working at IBM. But in the morning, uh, before going to work, I had a set routine and would meditate every morning. And I had two cats at the time. And they were they literally became part of that routine. Oh, how nice. Yeah, lovely. Side and one on the other for um, 20 minutes, you know, that just, I didn't time in a second. I didn't have a timer that went off. But it was just a natural 20-minute sure. meditation. So I did that for many, many, many years. I have a feeling cats are probably pretty good at meditation. And was it a particular tradition you learnt in, or and do you? And I suppose the double question here is: it a particular tradition you learnt in, and do you think the tradition of the meditation is important to what the actual meditation is? Uh, no, it wasn't a, a tradition as such. But a friend, having been a Sufi, I got involved with going to a number of different um, Sufi meditation retreats, and I never became because I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in in setting up or, or, or being part of any particular thing. I prefer to, to be freer yes. from that, if you see what I mean. I do. Uh, but I did find the, the meditations were wonderful, and one in particular, I went on a silent retreat weekend meditation that was absolutely extraordinary. It was at the uh, Sufi Center at that time, the abode of the message, uh, which was the Sufi Center in, in New York. They've okay. since, I, th yeah. I think they're in Virginia now. Right. In Richmond, but, but anyway, uh, and it was just the most incredible time. I mean, first of all, to keep my mouth shut for a whole weekend. <laughs> I, but it was also very enlightening. And uh, so that that was really very special. But uh, now I, when I practice, I mean, I, do, I don't necessarily have full meditations every day. But there's so much. I mean, during the course of the day, you go into mini meditations. Yeah. I mean, you just naturally do that after having practiced this for so many years. Yes, and I suppose I mean the ideal is it is it you know it's not just that it's this little moment, well, long moment or middle middle moment, whatever moment it is, but it's actually integrated into the whole day, isn't it? I presume that is really part of the the outcome and the aim, in a sense, if there is an aim. Uh, well, absolutely, and I'm one of the probably few people that do not have a smartphone. Ah, right. <laughs> so okay. when I go out, I never have my phone, and I'm just so, well, I don't know if shocked isn't the right word, but dismayed at the amount of people either walking down the street or even in restaurants. You're in a restaurant with other yes. people on their own phone. It's just very strange to me. It is strange. I can't talk from a position of great power on this but it's uh, it is bizarre isn't it you just look around sometimes and everyone is looking at it but I suppose if they were all looking at books how you know would that be a different thing well I think it would be better if they were actually engaging in conversation yes yeah exactly it is an odd it's a it's an incredible phenomenon so getting back to the meditation when you start meditating I mean people have so many different ideas about 
what meditation is. Actually, that's why I wrote the book the way I did. I wanted to provide all the information that I could so that people would be able to make their own choices and and go whatever route felt best to them because there are some different ways of meditating. And indeed, if you look, the first part of my book talks about the uh, particularly the ancient traditions yes. and all of the major religions, if you will, Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism, uh, all of them have or had their own form of uh, using meditation, uh, albeit more for a spiritual yes. uh, thing rather than uh, as we more or less use it today for physical well-being. But it's interesting because the ancient traditions looked at meditation from a universal standpoint, and today in our modern society we more look at it more from an individual standpoint, yes. which is there's a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, it does say a lot. I mean, one of the things I'm interested in, you know, obviously in Christian tradition is that it's it's really, it was part of the sort of Gnostic tradition, wasn't it, which mm. then got beaten over the head by literalism. And it's, you know, it's it's sort of regaining that sense of being at one, which, which in some, arguably, Christianity has lost a bit. Yes, that's true. That's absolutely true. Um, even in, in Buddhism, after a while, things became a little bit more... Well, shall we say commercialized, and uh, and then these things do lose. Yeah, so I, I think that, and, and at the moment, I would say, you know, now if you say you meditate, people will just go, oh right, okay. Whereas I think perhaps when you started and I started a while ago, it was a bit more like a slightly contentious thing to say. Although, intriguingly, um, well, I were, as I said, I worked for IBM yeah. during the time too, and not that that this necessarily relates, but but it. Uh, People used to like to come into my office, and I had one of these inner offices, you know, where you don't have windows. Oh, yes. But I refused to use fluorescent lighting, and so I had a lamp on my desk. And um, people would come into the uh, office just to, to sit there, and actually they found it very relaxing. And that would then lead to discussion and talking about um, various things like, well, meditation and indeed the various other forms of training that I was going through with the Hillers program. So it was interesting uh, because when you talk about it on a one-to-one, -one, people are very intrigued. Yes, you know, I've worked in sort of mainstream um, industries and things, and what I, what I noticed, if you have the courage to actually risk saying these things, then quite often it's other people, it's like sort of coming out or something. Other people, other people then start talking about the things they're doing, which normally it, it's not, these things aren't talked about at all. Exactly, but it, it they feel comfortable then talking about it. It gives them the space to, to do it. Things that they, they might feel inside but never, as you say, feel comfortable talking in, in public, as it were. Yes, I think well, that permission is a, is a great thing, I think. Yes, and, yes. And that's sort of a, a leadership thing. Now, I wanted to ask you, when I started meditating, and I know when I had a lot of people start meditating, one of the things that actually happens is exactly the opposite to what people are hoping for and that is that it it sort of creates the spaciousness for a lot of stuff to come up yes that's true mm. that's very true uh and that's why sometimes it's better for people if they're going to start meditating perhaps they it, it's better for them to do it in a group with someone who is a professional uh meditator leading a group before they go into it on their own it, it again it's a very individual individual thing i didn't have a lot of stuff coming out 
in that way, thinking back on it all. I was just uh, intrigued by it, and I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the whole experience. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an amazing thing to do as well. What, what do you feel are the benefits? Let's, let's do it personally, firstly, and I guess they go out from there. But for you personally, what do you feel are the benefits from the meditation? Bringing me into, bringing things together, stopping the, the chatter, letting me uh, focus on things, which of course then brings about a lot of other things that are personal to me, but uh, you know, nevertheless important. But I, I like the, the being able to be quiet and calm, the calming effect that it, it gives me, yeah. central effect, allowing to me ac- actually to allow me to think more clearly. Yes. And do, do you feel that that emanates out sort of to the people around you and impacts beyond and... <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With caveats, maybe. <laughs> Just thinking back on various experiences that you uh, that I need not um, talk about here. But yes, absolutely. I think it does. Yes. I, I mean, hope it does. I mean, there's this sort of, I've heard these things, you know, if you said, you know, if a hundred, I don't know, let's say a thousand people are meditating in Berlin or something, that lowers the crime rate. I don't know whether these are true statistics. Well, you know, there was, there's an interesting thing that brings to mind many, many, many years ago. Uh, there was, and they've probably done it or tried to do it more than once, but various groups tried to set up a time uh, to do a meditation that would then have impact on the world yes and this uh, I remember one time it was done and but what was really intriguing about that or or sad about that in a way is on that day that was the day that um, Sadat from Egypt was assassinated and I remember bringing that mentioning that to someone who had been part of this whole thing and they kind of went silent and that was the end of that conversation uh, my point being you need to be careful what you're asking for Yes. Actually, maybe I could just, maybe you could unpick that a bit, just explain what you mean. Uh, well, to me, what I, I prefer to do personally for myself is not go in with any preconceived ideas or not meditate on something that I want to do or, or try to yes. achieve, like like wishing for a lottery win or, you know, some, yeah, kind, yeah. Of, some kind of thing like that. But just just do it from a place of pure calm and and um and thought uh depending on what people might now now i'm not saying that this had an a direct effect on what happened to to egyptian leader but it's just just pointing out in my mind that you do you do really need to be careful about things uh point being that we didn't end up with world peace no, and you know, in my only inexpert experience, I, f- I feel strongly it's important in a way not to have an aim with it because, in a way, the aim thing is, is almost what it's a, what you're trying to work against. It's sort of against consumerism, capitalism, or whatever. All this getting more, and it's about just being, isn't it? And so it's a it's, it's a completely different mindset. So if you have an aim to reach being, it's almost contra- contradictory to being. To, to understand, I mean, absolutely true, because really what what you're hopefully trying to do is understand more about yourself, not project onto it. Yes, yes, it's, um, 
it's it's a it's a thing. Anyway, I want to get back to the book um, in terms of the different types of meditation that you talk about, and I wonder if you you might might talk a bit about that because my primary way has always been with 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 mantras. But I I just it's interesting to to look at the different advantages, benefits, maybe, or or say something about that about the different approaches. Yes, yes, of course. I mean, because each I mean sometimes people will will end up focusing on one, or I I prefer to uh, do what feels right at the time, and of course is meditating one thing of, of establishing a place and and having a formal if you will meditation where you're actually sitting down and either focusing on a particular object be it a candle or some kind of uh, crystal or even a photograph um, of something that is soothing to you uh, so that's that's focusing on a particular particular thing. Another type of meditation is when you are listening to a, well, someone giving a a guided meditation of a a particular thing, walking through a garden, going down a path, this kind of thing. And of course, with a guided meditation, you can have one on tape, either of your own voice or a, a chosen tape by someone else to to bring you into that. Or you can guide yourself into the meditation by having the script within within your own head. Other forms of meditation is through the use of sound, yes. which is uh, really a fascinating one in bringing yourself, uh, first listening to the sound, but then going into the silence. Yeah, or, would, would, would something like a gong bath be pretty much a meditation just by definition. Uh, yes, yes, you can you, absolutely because what you're doing, just like with the singing bowl, is you're making the sound, and then you're following the sound within yourself. Yes, and of course, eventually it becomes silent, and hopefully at that point, that will lead you into a very nice, peaceful place. Yes, lovely. And I'm wondering, so yes, those different ways, and I, I mean, they're all valid aren't they and it's nice that you feel it's you know you can mix them about you don't have to just follow one it's not like no no of course not but i mean you can have a meditation walking down the street and well the mindfulness yes uh comes into the uh the idea of walking down the street or being more aware of your environment yes i was wondering how would you describe the relationship between mindfulness and meditation well, mindful. Well, in a way, they're they're similar in that the idea is to to just be focused, purely focused, not on the past, not on the future, but on the present. So that indeed is a form of of all meditation. But uh, but with mindfulness, it's it's you can do it literally with open eyes. So walking down the street, if if you are making yourself aware of everything that is happening. You're removing the past and the and the and the future, if you see what I mean, and just yes. simply being focused on the present, which is, I mean, a core reality of meditating. If you if you really are in an enlightened place, then that is being very present, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Or as I think one of the exercises, well, I don't think I know one of the exercises <laughs> in the book um, talks about. Uh, eating, eating an apple, and, yes. and it gives steps about that. Of course, that can be done with any food source or, or indeed a whole meal. But the idea is to be totally aware and, and, and part of what you're doing. So you're not just eating the apple, but, but you're focusing on it, you're looking, you're, you're realizing the taste and the smell and the texture, and just becoming completely engrossed in, in 
that particular activity, which indeed is something which would be a wonderful way to eat a meal anyway. Yes, and some of us might not put on quite so much weight. <laughs> well, we won't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm talking about myself. So I come to this book, I might not be a meditator, I might be a meditator. Is it, is it for both? Is it for... Yes, yes. I, I, abs- absolutely. Um, it's designed, as I, I try to do with, with everything that I write, to give just a complete understanding. So you've got the background, you've got the history, you've got the um, scientific uh, implications. In other words, what, what's being learned about meditation um, through looking at the brain and various other various other things that... Uh, that can be done. So it provides all of that information. It gives a lot of different uh, meditations from very basic ones to some more, oh, I don't know, I don't like to say advanced, but anyway, more difficult, more, more to more sophisticated um, techniques. So I think there is something for uh, just about everyone. I mean, the very advanced uh, yogi is not uh, necessarily going to be <laughs> needed. But also I try to provide um, a good reference for places where people can go to uh, to further yes. experience into it, depending on their of what particular aspect they want to pursue. Yeah, I haven't read every word, but I have looked at every chapter in some depth. And I really, really like it. It's um, you know lots of interesting information that I knew nothing about. I've been meditating for a while, but I've never really looked at it from this point of view. So I found it very interesting to to, to look at. So great and and, and easy can... easy to work with as well. Easy to read. Uh, that that was very important for me too. Yes, that that aspect of it. I uh, wanting to have it accessible yeah. to to anyone, so that somebody that's never even thought about it, or maybe even heard, well, might have heard the term, and but never really uh, looked into it any further, can can understand it and what it's about fairly easily. Yes, and I think as you've said um, in the book, anyway, if we haven't said already, I mean, it's an important thing isn't it i mean for this world that's seems completely crazy half the time it's a little a little oasis of sanities in people's lives perhaps it's so important however people choose to to go into a a calm space to to be able to do that because it is it's very frantic and there's just so much things that are coming at us that uh, certainly weren't around even when I was starting meditating, you know, it, it just, uh, yeah, you need to be able to do that for your own self. And also, I've just, um, just I'm going to put in for myself, I've just been on a Extinction Rebellion uh, pilgrimage, and it's all about trying to work to do, you know, to try and save the environment, really. And, yeah. uh, you know, you feel that meditation, and because it's such a momentously huge issue, that is overwhelming, and I think the sort of meditation allows you to at least deal with overwhelm in a healthy way. Oh, I totally could not agree more, because it allows you just to to settle back, and when you can settle back and be calm about things, you see things clearer, and you understand stand things easier. Yes, it is rather frantic, and I know I get rather caught up with uh, politics these days. Yeah. It's hard not to, isn't it? Yeah. Well, being both, I'm dual citizen. Of <laughs> you, you've, you've, you've got the double whammy, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, Brexit and Trump, perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> marriage born in uh, heaven, or oh, somewhere, somewhere 
perhaps a little bit opposite. Anyway, so thank you so much. Um, I know the book is obviously available via Edison and I'm sure Amazon. Yes, it is. Do you have a website that, that it's also available on? No, I don't. I've just, ne I, see, here I was in IT for all of those years. <laughs> yes. And so you become kind of anti that. So, no, I don't. <laughs> right. That's, I'm shocked. Anyway, all right. Well, there we go. Amazing. Okay. Well, look, Charlie, we've come to the end, unfortunately, but. Um, Thank you so much, and uh, just to remind everybody, it's called the book is called Your Meditation Journey, and as we've just said, it's available all over the place, and it's it's a great thing. So thanks so much for for chatting. Well, thank you so much for your interview. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye now.